million, I ain't tryna hold your hand. I think I'm claustrophobic, I don't want too many friends. I get 20k a show. Alright everyone, welcome to the next episode of the New Life Podcast with your hosts, James Smithers and Hunter Deskin. Uh, great to be here with you guys. Today we have a guest on our show by the name of Luke Barda. Uh, Luke's a good friend of both James and I. And I'll give you guys a little bit of an introduction about him and then I'll uh, let him introduce himself. But uh, Luke is the uh, future CEO of a company called Omni Digital, which is a digital marketing company out of Iowa City. Uh, he's the son of athletic director Gary Barda at the University of Iowa, um, very active member of his church. Uh, and he's also the founder of an app that uh, connected high school athletes and parents with schedules, announcements, stats, um, past games, and was sort of like a mini ESPN um, for high school and club sports. Um, so it's safe to say that you know Luke definitely knows something about you know working hard and discipline and putting his mind um, to uh, you know goals that he has and achieving them. So um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce everyone to uh, Luke Barda. Now, nah, boys, thanks for having me. I uh, love what you guys are kind of starting up here, and I'm happy to be a part of it. But no, nah, man, you know, growing up, uh, it was just it was instilled in me at a young age that whatever the amount of effort you put into something was the amount of output that you got out of it. And, you know, I've just been trying to live my life by that principle that was uh, ingrained into my brain by my dad at a young, young age, whether it was playing sports and not wanting to go to practice and him yelling at me saying I was never going to get better at anything if I didn't put work in or whether it was school and getting bad grades because I didn't study and learning how that worked or whether it was business and just working my ass off to try and start a company and now try and uh, grow Omni Digital Group. But no, it's been a been a fun ride. And, yeah. and that kind of leads us into, uh, I'll let James explain just a little bit about what we're going to be talking um, to Luke about today and just uh, some of the things we're hoping to share with you. Yeah, no, fantastic. Well, Luke, it's great to have you here. And um, today I really wanted to stress upon kind of having a talk about hard work and what it means to be disciplined in your life and kind of how that relates to success. And I know you just touched on it a little bit, but I kind of want to talk about some habits that maybe you form on a daily basis that kind of keeps you on track to being very disciplined in all areas of your life. Yeah. I mean, I think discipline really boils down to a few different things. And one of the biggest things is if you don't want something enough, uh, you're you're never going to be disciplined towards it, whatever it may be, whether it's your health, your fitness, uh, your work, your school. If if you're not all in on something, you're you're never going to be able to really find that discipline. But there are ways, you know, to to convince yourself to be all in on something. Like sure. for example, I hate school. Sure. Hunter, I know you share that with me. I mean, we both, school's not our forte, but I kind of tricked my mind into, okay, this is a means to an end. And I forced myself to mm -hmm. want to do school because I know, okay, after I get out of school, then I can focus more on, on work and the school doesn't take up my time at work and I can be more productive and then I can do the things that I actually am passionate about. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously just one example, but yeah. yeah, and I also think there's something to say about, I know this is like kind of my initial feelings about school, and I know you feel the same way, it's just like, there's something to say about, you know, getting good at things you don't want to do, um, and whether or not you think school is, you know, uh, beneficial or not, if it is something you're doing, it's something you're going through, um, at least just practice and train yourself 
to get good at doing things you don't necessarily want to do. Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, it it's not as much discipline to me as just getting ultra comfortable in uncomfortable situations mm -hmm. because like school for example yeah. is just one of the things that i dislike that's a part of my life i've gotten so comfortable putting myself in uncomfortable situations that it's just something i go through and i know okay it's a means to an end i can get it done and i don't i don't love the word discipline because in my mind discipline kind of means that you don't really want to do whatever it is you're doing but you know you have to, so you just kind of keep doing it. But I don't think that's what we're talking about today. I, I think what we're talking about today is, okay, you're a normal person. Maybe you want a little bit more out of your life. How do you go about putting in the work to better your life in whatever area it is you want? Yeah, and you know, I, I found what you said interesting earlier, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Um, someone that I take a lot of inspiration from myself is David Goggins. Amen. And yeah, amen, brother. Stay I love hard. that guy. Stay hard. Um, he talks a lot about how throughout his life, in order for him to kind of stay on track, he oftentimes put himself in very uncomfortable situations, which is key, um, I think, in order to... I would say propel yourself in the right direction. Um, if you're always comfortable, you're never going you're never going to be um, in the right place that you want to be. You always want to go out of your comfort zone and try new things. And I mean, the fact that there is certain aspects of people's life that do make them uncomfortable um, is great because if you didn't have those, you'd be stagnant and you wouldn't be moving forward. Yeah, and I think uh, also like don't you know don't run away from the discomfort. Mm -hmm. you, 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 it's really hard to grow when you're comfortable or, or you know damn near impossible um it's only in those times where like you're stretching pushing um and you know going to new heights in your own life that you're really gonna you know propel and, and improve in that area it's almost like um there's a great analogy or metaphor whichever one it is that uh a lot of people use in this space talking about this subject which is like turning up uh you know your mental thermostat Right, so it's like if you imagine a governor in a car that governs how fast that car can go or how hard it can work, um, you know, you have something similar to that in your mind, where it's this mental thermostat or governor of sorts that Goggins talks about in his book and other people talk about in books. Um, that you know, you have a hard time breaking through that because you're so comfortable in your mind, and your body, you're so comfortable in that one area that as soon as you try to stretch beyond that, you're gonna feel discomfort, you're gonna feel agitation. You're going to feel nervousness. And those are just signs that you're moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And eventually, those are going to become unconscious activities and processes that you can just go through and do without having to put a lot of thought or, or a ton more work into it. But that's when you break to a new level, right? And then you continue to push yourself. So, um, it, you know, it's kind of like turning up that or turning off that governor in the car so you can to break through the next level. But don't run away from the discomfort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, that happens over time for sure. Um, but to somebody who maybe <clears throat> is listening to this and has just recently decided, you know what, I my life's stagnant, I, I have a good life, but I, I want to turn it up, I want to mm -hmm. excel, I want to get better in area XYZ, I think everything in life kind of starts with a, a plan, if you will. And if you don't, if you can't put yourself in your situation five years from now where you want to be, if you can't see that clearly, you're never going to get there. So I think one of the 
biggest keys, especially in my life, and I know a bunch of other big name uh, CEOs and owners of companies and some uber successful people share this thought, um, but it's visualization. Mm -hmm. I mean, every morning I spend about 10 minutes with my eyes shut and I see exactly where my future is going to be. You know, I sit in the seat of the Lamborghini and I can feel the steering wheel and I feel what the leather feels like. I can see the interior or I have envisioned what my future house is going to be like. I can mm -hmm. see every cabinet and every sink, every bathroom, every bedroom. I've walked through it hundreds of times. I've seen what my office is going to look like in 10 years. I've seen all of these things so that when they happen... It might be a surprise. I might seem like an overnight success to the people I grew up with or to people that haven't seen me in a while. But for me, I've replayed these things in my head hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. To me, they've already happened. But it's what do I now have to do on a daily basis? What are the little things, the monotonous things that I have to do every single fucking day to get where I've already seen myself? I think that... <clears throat> I used to have a terrible opinion of meditation and, and visualization. I'm like, oh, that's that's hippie shit. I don't yeah. want to do that. And I forced myself one day to to try it. This yeah. is a like five or six years ago, and it changes everything. Let yeah. me tell you, because it, it gives you something to strive for. Because when you can see it so clearly, and it takes practice. The first time you try and visualize, you're not going to get a clear picture. And again, that goes back to if you get some agitation or frustration or annoyance while you're practicing this new skill, which is visualization. Remember what we said before, like these are things you're going to go through and over time, eventually you will get better. At yeah. It. It's going to feel uncomfortable at first guys. I mean, or just, it may just not, you may lose. just be a natural at it and boom, pictures pop up in your head and you can, you can make the pictures perfectly. Definitely, definitely um, could happen. But yeah. I, I'd say, I'd say the majority of people that jump into meditation, especially, you know, visualization is a lot easier. You can close your eyes and kind of imagine exactly where you are. But once you get into that kind of meditation and you're and you're going in that state of, you know, a deep thought about what you want to achieve, um, it is a little bit difficult. And don't be afraid um, once you go in and try it out. And maybe maybe you don't see the effects of it happen right away, which is totally fine. As Luke was saying, this is something that he has done over and over and over again for a very long time. And once you tell yourself something repeatedly every single day, you're eventually going to believe in it. And a lot of the time, guys, you know, the people that I tend to surround myself um, with have very unrealistic goals, which is fantastic because in life, if you have realistic goals, you're never going to, um, you're never even going to try to go after those, those dreams and aspirations you have. Um, and I think it's also key to be very passionate about what you're doing. And once you start manifesting those passions, um, they end up becoming reality. And let's unpack for a second. Uh, just this visualization concept or um, kind of how it works inside your box. I know there's a lot of woo-woo out there about how you know people have certain opinions of manifestation or visualization, the law of attraction or blah, blah, blah. But um, I really try to approach it from like a scientific standpoint. And I was listening to uh, an Andrew Huberman, who's a neuroscientist at the University of Stanford. I was listening to one of his podcasts um, the other day, and he, he kind of ran through a, a quick little five-part thing here of how we basically experience the world, right? So at any given time, we're having sensations through our five senses, right? So we're having 
smells, tastes, feelings, uh, we're hearing things or we're seeing things, right? So step one is you're, you're sensing or having some sort of sensations, right? Um, from that, you create your perception of the world, right? So you're perceiving the world now um, based on the info that's coming into these five senses. And this perception is going to create your emotion in the world. And once you mm -hmm. have that emotion, you start getting thoughts about it. Right, you start you start analyzing how you're feeling in your body, or your emotion dictates what thoughts you're gonna have based on what um, resources are available to you in that particular state. And from that, you're gonna guide your behavior, right? So when we're talking about manifesting or visualizing or whatever, all we're talking about is shutting your eyes and, like Luke said, giving yourself the sensory experience of what you want in your life, right? Because the brain doesn't know whether you're experiencing it in reality or whether you're experiencing it in your mind. So when you close your eyes and you get calm and you, and you quiet your mind down and then you're able to create uh, the, the, um, the sensations in your body, in your mind of this future outcome you want, that starts to change your perception about what the world looks like and then your emotions change and then your thoughts begin to change and when your thoughts change, that's when your behaviors change and that's when you can start moving in the direction that you actually want to go and start noticing things in the real world that are um, going to help you in achieving this outcome. It's like tuning in. Uh, to the right frequency in order to um, achieve these things you want to achieve. But it all starts with first getting that image in your mind, the feelings in your body, and the sensation. It's just like it, it's just like building a it's just like building a skyscraper. No one's built a skyscraper before without a strong image in their mind of what that skyscraper was going to look like. They saw themselves building it. They felt they mm -hmm. felt the skyscraper being built, and then it happened in reality. This yeah. is no different, and you can apply it in every single area of your life. And guys, this is this just brings it to the point. One of the biggest key definers of being disciplined is training your mind in a way where you can visualize these things. Discipline every day when you do a certain action every single day, you're training your mind to keep doing that action. And I think that's you were talking about it a little bit, Luke. What are what are some um, kind of things that you do to train your mind on a daily basis, other than maybe meditating and visualization? Like, how what are other little tips that you would give to being successful and being disciplined every single day of the week, every single week of the month, every single month of the year? Yeah, and I'll get back to that in one second. But I do want to touch. I love that you brought up. I was going to point this out if you didn't, but the fact that your brain doesn't know the difference between a reality or a visualization. I mean, think yep. about think about the last time you had a dream. Exactly. Could oh, you perfect, tell yep, could you tell that you were in that dream until you woke up? Yeah. I mean, some people like I've dabbled in this because it's interesting to me, but it was very weird, but some people um, perfect lucid dreaming and then you can control your dream and but just a normal everyday dream until you wake up, you can't tell that it's a dream. It and feels you, and, real. And yeah, you can still have all the same sensations you're having in reality. It's just the fact that your brain has shut off the outside world and it's basically just running rampant inside its own mind. Mm -hmm. But you can still feel all the same sensations. Exactly. Yeah. And um, back to what you said, James. I mean, I think it, <clears throat> it really just boils down to, at the end of the day, it, pretty much everybody knows what they have to or what they should be doing to move forward in whatever mm -hmm. it is. So something that I've done um, over the past year or so that's really helped me out, um, Andy Frisella preaches this, and it's called a power list. So what yep. I do every day is I write down five task-oriented things that I could do during a day 
that will propel me forward. So in the world of sales, it's not make a sale, but maybe it's make 30 calls. It's not... You can't get, get, And you can't control the outcome yeah. of that activity, but you no. can control the activity which you know will eventually lead you to your outcome. And you can yeah. control the work you put in. Right. And, and with these five things, uh, if you cross off all five things on your list for that given day, you have won the day. And Andy Frisella talks about this in his podcast, but he talks about, can you confidently look yourself in the mirror and say that you have just absolutely crushed it mm-hmm. for the last 1,000 days straight? I know prior to hearing that I couldn't, yeah. you probably can't, you yeah. probably can't, but yeah. now think back to your last thousand days. Okay. And think about if I lived each one of those thousand days with high intention and with targets in mind every day and goals that I was striving towards, where do you think you'd be now? Yeah. And don't get discouraged, but just plan to perfect the next 1000. Yeah. Days. And look, and look at a thousand days as, as three years, guys, imagine where you were three years ago. And then imagine where you're at now, but then go back to those three years and imagine if you had hardcore set goals every single day. Yeah, and, and these you tasks, know? they aren't they aren't crazy things either. Yeah, yeah they should it's be. something along the line of, let's say you want to get into the habit of reading again. So for the next 60 days, make number one on your five list, make it the exact same every day. Yep. Read 10 pages. Mm-hmm. Because the goal is, with these five things, if you cross all of them off, you win the day. If you miss just one, you lose the day. The goal is to win five days a week, win three weeks a month, win 10 months a year. And I've been doing it now for, I think I'm on day 373 today out of 1,000. And yes, I keep track. But I have lost a total of, I think, eight or nine days in the last 380 days. Again, it's nothing super challenging either it's things that might you you might get all five things done before noon great now you have the rest of your day to do whatever the hell you want Mm because you know you hit your five goals for that day but it it just boils down to the monotonous things that you can do every day to propel your life forward i think people greatly overestimate what they can do in a week and they greatly underestimate what they can do in a year or two years. You can completely transform your life mm-hmm. in a year. Mm-hmm. But everybody nowadays in our society is just, they're all about that quick fix, the get rich quick schemes, the the cheat codes, all this stuff. And I, if this is a wake up call for you, sorry, but there's no fucking cheat code to life. There isn't. You just got to grind every day, you know? Yeah, okay, you want to get your health in order. Maybe you're overweight. Tomorrow, wake up, force yourself to go to the gym. Maybe you get tired after 20 minutes. Fine. Yeah, I want to make a, make a point to everyone that a 1% improvement in any of your life every single day over a year is a 37,000% improvement. Mm-hmm. So you're not making massive leaps every day. You're moving one step, 1% forward every single day. So I like to identify just the key areas of my life, right? So I have my health, my relationships, uh, my finances, my career, um, and then was that four? Should be one more. Well, anyway, four to five key areas. Faith. Of, fit my faith. Four, yeah, four to five key areas of your life. Five key areas of your life, right there. <clears throat> and you want to identify what do I want uh, in my life in these key areas? Let's just say it's three years from now, right? Okay, so you identify those, and you're not, you're not, don't even worry about how you're going to accomplish them yet. 
And then you discover, okay, well, what I want a year from now in order to achieve those three-year goals. Okay, so now you have your year goals. And now you can start breaking it out down to, okay, what do I need to do in the next six months in order to get that yearly goal? What do I need to do in the next three months to get the six-month goal? What do I need to do this month to get the three-month goal? And what do I need to do this week to get the one-month goal? And what do I need to do today in order to achieve my weekly goal? And you re reverse engineer all the way back to the point where your daily actions, each daily action you take is moving you one step closer to your goal that's three years away. Three years away and consistent daily action towards that will get, eventually get you there. That's why you don't have to – you can release and let go of the stress and the worry about will I get my goal or not because all you can control is the actions you take every day and the, and the, and the outcome that you're holding in your mind while you're taking those actions. No, the, universe, the universe will conspire in your direction as soon as you give it the ingredients to begin doing it. And that is visualizing and taking consistent action every day and just watch what happens. Watch what happens in your life when you do these things. And again, don't get discouraged uh, and just keep moving forward. And keep taking these small consistent actions and you'll get there eventually. I think in um, a lot of problem, a lot of times people have a problem with setting big enough goals too. And I think yeah, unrealistic uh, when, goals. You, when you think small, you're yeah. going to act small. So yeah. Grant Cardone preaches, think of... 10 goals for the next year. Okay, maybe it's you want to make 10,000 more dollars this year or you want to lose 20 pounds or whatever it may be. Take that goal and 10x it. Yeah. And then figure out what actions you have to take yeah, to meet that exactly. 10x yeah. goal because sure, if your goal is to make $50,000 this year, Okay, 10x that. Now you want to make $500,000 in the next year. You might not hit that $500,000 mark, but you'll be a hell of a lot further on your way to the 50000 than you would have been if you were striving for the 50000 Yeah, and it's important to note, 10x that goal and release any, any opinion you have about that outcome at that point. It's just like, okay, 50000 goal is 500000 now. And then with a fucking straight face, reverse engineer that shit back to what do you need to do today and start taking action towards it. And you know, and you know that kind of brings that kind of brings you to my next point because we we've had a lot of good talks now about visualization and, and kind of you know putting those goals out there in the world and and really expecting a massive return. But I think a big problem for a lot of people, and I hear this a lot from my friends and peers when they're asking me, you know, hey, what are you doing? They're like, oh, I don't have time to do this. And I think Joe Rogan talks about something a lot of the time where it's like, no, no, you do have time. Put just 15 minutes aside of the day to go out for a light jog. At least you're doing something. So for people to say when they wake up and they go, oh, you know, I didn't have time to do that today. Bullshit. You make the time. And that is part of being disciplined and being a very hard worker is that you create time to do things that are going to benefit yourself. Yeah, and anyone who says they don't have time, I, I, I promise you, audit your day. Yeah. Audit audit the next three days of your life, four days of your life, like every single hour, set a timer to go off and then stop and be like, what did I do that last hour? And yeah. then just watch how many hours waste. you waste. Yeah. And that's one you of the biggest Just watch problems. how many hours you waste. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Now, that's if you say you don't have enough time. Some people recognize they have enough time. They're just not doing the right things with their time, mm -hmm. uh, which brings me to the point I was going to bring up of there are people that are going to listen to this and they're going to take action. They're going to start moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. All right. The big issue people face is 
continuing to go in that direction, right? So, yeah. so what do you, what is your guys' advice for people who are on a yo-yo type of deal or they're struggling to consistently do the things they know they need to do every day? What are your guys' um, techniques and strategies for them to help them um, get back on track, to push themselves through some tougher times, mm-hmm. or just kind of give me some ideas or some strategies people can implement when they feel that you know procrastination uh, you know creep up or they feel something holding them back? Well, gosh, I think I'll, I'll leave it to you in a second, Luke, but I think the, the big thing for me is getting up. You got to get yourself out of bed every single day and expect the most from yourself. I think a lot of people, they, they get up and they kind of go through the motions and they're doing this and doing that. Get up and have a plan of you know what you're going to achieve today and put that out into the world like we were talking about with manifestation. I think it's really important. The, I think it's like 80% of success is just getting up and out the door and starting at it. So I think that is a big way to start, but I'll kind of let Luke go further. So, okay, let's unpack that real quick. Yeah. So your advice to them in a nutshell then is to is to at least take a small action towards starting. Exactly. Let's say you're going to go for a run that day. Mm-hmm. You really don't feel like running. At least get the shoes on. Yeah. All right, now if you get the shoes on, at least start walking. Yeah. And don't – and I think – exactly. I think also just don't look for validation from others. Look for validation from yourself. Because, you know, let's say you have a week where you do something for 30 minutes a day, it's a workout, and then next week you switch that up to an hour. You know, a month from now, you're going to see a difference, and then you're going to get that self-validation, and then you're going to want to keep going and keep moving forward. And that's how you build discipline, right? Discipline just doesn't come knocking on the door and say, hey, I'm in your life now. You have to build it. You have to keep working at it. And it takes those slow steps. It's a muscle. Every, exactly. It's, it's a, a thermostat. Muscle. It's uh-huh. something you turn up. It's something you get better at and you yep. work on. Um, and we could go into the science behind it and like what's actually going on in your brain. A lot of it has to do with like neuroplasticity and the fact that like your nervous system and basically like what's governing your actions you take are just stuck in these ruts. They're mm. stuck in these common um, recognized pathways. So you're just repeating the same programs and you're doing the same things every day, which is why I touched on earlier. There's going to be some agitation, some frustration, some nervousness when you're beginning to do new things and there's going to be um, you know, there's going to be that force that's, that's pulling you back. And the moment you feel that force pulling you back, it's like a trigger in your mind to push forward, mm-hmm. to move forward, because all that pulling is telling you is that you need to move in this direction now. Like it's the right thing to do. That's what those emotions are there for. I, I love that. I just point this one out. I love this analogy. It's you're on a roller coaster and you're at the top of the hill. How nervous are you to go down that hill? But once you're down at the bottom and the ride's over, how fun was that ride? You know? And that's something you got to look at. And you got to say, yeah, you're going to feel uncomfortable at the top of that big hill. But once you get there and you're over that, you know, that feeling of being uncomfortable, you are going to be in a space where you can, um, you can achieve anything that you really want. And then you'll start to realize the most fun part of all of it is, is that time when you're going up the hill. Exactly. It's that time when you're going to the top because that rush down is just just a moment in time compared to all the time you're going to spend climbing and, and, and getting to your goal in order to reach that in order to reach that sensation that fun part mm-hmm. that that hit of dopamine at the end that rewards you're seeking you got to go up you got to go up through the top and you got to you got to go through the hard parts first yeah and i'd say touching back on the just somebody who doesn't get done what they need to get done i mean i 
am such an inherently lazy piece of shit. <laughs> like, I really am. I would much rather do absolutely nothing with my time than what I do on a daily basis. But, A, I know where that would take my life, and I know the type of life that I want to live, so I reprogrammed myself. But I think when I was first starting out on kind of a journey of, hey, let's better my life, you know, how are we going to go about this? I don't really want to do anything. I think the biggest thing is who do you surround yourself with? Yeah. Do you surround yourself with the people that are going to go to the bars every night, are going to skip out on their homework, are going to do drugs and just sit on the couch and listen to music and watch TV all day? Or do you surround yourself with people like I try and surround myself, like Hunter and James and um, our founder, Cody at Omni, and just people that... A, are constantly striving to get better themselves so you can then learn from watching other people and how they do it. But B, people that want to hold you accountable. You know, when I first started doing this and I couldn't hold myself accountable, I would tell as many people that I knew as possible what I was doing. Yep. Congruency is such a big thing. Because then you have that fear of, wait, shit. I just told 50 people that I was going to lose 10 pounds in the next two months. Yep. And then you're stuck being, you're stuck being congruent with other people's images of yourself. It's so hard for people to break out of the congruency of the image other people have of them, which is why, like, let's say you're a a bit of an overweight person, right? And you start working out a little bit and, and, uh, you might be nervous to tell people, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's not their image of you. Oh, you you don't work out. You don't like to run, blah, blah, Or your friends, again, back to what Luke said about having people around you that have, you know, similar motivations as you or striving for the same things as you because we're, we're modelers in nature. Human beings model other humans and we, we tend to do what they do. Okay, so the more you can surround yourself with the right type of people, the more you're just unconsciously going to start to do these things. Yeah, and that builds discipline, guys. Again, we're talking about the building blocks to be a disciplined person. You have to surround yourself with people that are also disciplined and yeah. creating opportunities for themselves. And that's just something that makes it so much easier Let's you know, to accomplish what you want. Or let's say you want more motivation or focus or you want to be able to learn more or you want to improve your life in any sort of way. Seeking out people who have done it, who are succeeding and modeling them mm-hmm. is probably the fastest way you're going to be able to do it because you're just going to raise your standards uh, the more you're around them. The same thing happened to me when I was working for Omni. Um, I went and started working for Cody, and areas of my life gradually started to improve. And he played a big role in me, like continuing my 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 journey of self development uh, and and personal development was just getting around you know those right people. Yeah, and I mean I've had to not cut people out of my life, but make people a smaller part of my life than they used to be because of this. Now I used to hang out with people who all they want to do is drink and just hang out and they never wanted to do anything and they were always negative and all, oh, you know, all oh, my job sucks. Oh, I don't get paid enough. Oh, I don't get, but they would never do anything. You know, they're, they're sitting there and they're, porch swing critics you know they're gonna sit there with a beer in their hand and bitch about their lives and when you ask them well what are you gonna do well I, it just isn't fair you yeah. know i just yeah. i deserve more money for what yeah. i do at work yep yeah. okay do you put 100 percent of effort into your job no matter what it is no matter if you're flipping burgers or you're a fucking ceo oh no why should i they don't pay me enough 
And it's that yeah. mindset right there, that victim mentality yep. that holds so many people back. And I'm e- equally as guilty. Yeah, everyone of, falls into Yeah, it. of putting blame outside myself, putting the effects of my life into the hands of others. And the issue with doing that is that when you put the effects of your life into the hands of someone else, then you you have no control over the cause. Okay, so if you start to take back the the responsibility for what's going on in your life, you instantly put yourself in a in a position of greater power to do something about it. So before you guys do any of these other things we've talked about today, commit to yourself that you are going to be the captain of your own ship and you're guiding your life and you have to start making the decisions that are going to improve your life and get out of the, the victim mentality mm-hmm. and start being the cause of the things in your life instead of just instead of just reaping the effects. Life's happening for you, it's not happening to you. Exactly. And I think we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier about comparison. I think it's important for everyone to realize that every single person you walk past on a daily basis is going through a complex life with tons of problems themselves. So to think that you're alone in your own problems and you play this victim card all the time, it's like, guys, there are tons of people that have the exact same problems as you but are just working that much harder. And that is why they are at a different level than, than where you're at. So it's about putting in that work to making yourself not into a victim and making yourself into the hero because you can be a hero. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, everybody wants cheat codes to life. You want the biggest cheat code to life right here, I'll tell you this one thing that will better your life in every single area. Give 100% effort and be 100% present in whatever it is you do. I don't care if you are a garbage man I don't care if you're flipping burgers at fucking McDonald's. I don't care if you work at Walmart. I don't care if you have an accounting job. I don't care if it's you're in the gym or when you're spending time with a loved one or when you're playing with your damn dog. Put 120% effort into every single thing you do. Let's say you want a promotion at work. What do you do on a daily basis that shows that you deserve it? Guy that uh, we all know, Jordan Montgomery is his name. Mm-hmm. Talks about he'll be a guest. Take responsibility yeah. outside of your authority. Okay, if your job is to flip burgers and you guys are swamped one day at McDonald's and the fry guy's falling behind, go give him help. Oh, that's not my job. I'm just the burger guy. Take responsibility outside your authority. Go above and beyond in everything you do, and I promise make you, make it a habit. People make, will notice. Yeah, make it a habit. Build the muscle of going above and beyond, giving more than 100%, taking, like you just said, taking authority. Taking responsibility responsibility outside of your authority. authority. Responsibility outside of your authority. Yeah, I like that a lot. Even if it's not, quote, your job to do something, but you know that it needs to get done and people aren't doing it, step in and help out and do it because people will notice. And then the next time that there's a promotion open at your job, you know what they're going to think? Oh, this person has been working really hard. They've been picking up others slack. They've been doing this. They've been doing that. I think they should probably have their names thrown in the hat for this job. People will notice. People always notice. Nobody notices if you just do your job because it's what you're supposed to do. And one of the biggest problems today is people just don't do their job. They play the victim, whatever. But Don't be that person. Yeah. Nobody cares if you just do your job. Nobody's going to reward you for that. It's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But if you go above and beyond and you take authority outside of that and you do more than you're supposed to do, 
That's when people notice and that's when yeah. you make a difference and that, in people's and that, minds. And that whether you apply it to your job, whether you apply it to your relationship with your significant other, whether you apply it to your relationship with anyone, whether you apply it to your health, your finances, going up, getting in the habit of going above and beyond for yourself, for other people, um, for your community uh, is always going to reap a greater reward in the end. So with all that being said, James... Um, you got any final words? Any final words yeah, for the audience here? I do. Um, be the fucking best at what you do. You think Gordon Ramsay wanted to be an average chef? No, he wanted to be the world's best chef. So if you if you put all your time and effort, like Luke and Hunter was saying, into what you do, then you will achieve success, and it doesn't matter what you're going after. You will. It just it's just how it works. So, um, God, man, it was a great podcast. I really loved having you on, Luke. Yeah, great um, to fantastic. have you, Luke. Uh, I mean, we're just going to keep sharing stuff like this with you guys. Uh, we'll unpack a lot of the things we discussed today, getting more of the science. We'll have more interesting guests on, um, and people who are a lot a lot smarter than we are. So Not we, interesting enough for you. <laughs> you need more interesting so, guests. So we can learn, so we can learn, and you guys can learn, and we can all continue to uh to get better together. So until next time, guys, new life podcast. Yeah. Deuces. Icicles, they frozen on my wrist This party invite only, there's no way you're getting in